0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Another Brother podcast, because there aren't enough of those in the world already. I'm Nathaniel. And I'm Andrew. So, Andrew, Happy New Year, first of all.
1: Yes, Happy New Year.
0: I wanted to start off by asking you a basic question.
1: Oh, you prepared questions for me today.
0: What are your predictions for this next year?
1: What are my predictions? I'm really hoping COVID will end. A lot of people think that COVID will end this year, maybe towards the summer. It seems like cases are actually picking up, but it seems that... Cases are very high. Yeah, but it seems that they're less serious cases. And most people are are vaccinated, either need to get vaccinated for work or just other personal reasons and their choice. So yeah, it seems to be hitting the population less severely. Um, And hopefully it'll just turn into a flu-like illness I guess. So hopefully things will be back to normal soon because it's been a long time coming and I think we're all more than ready for COVID to end. So that's my first prediction. Hopefully it'll be pretty much done by the summertime.
0: See this is where I kind of disagree with you because sorry to talk about the whole panoramic that's been going on. People are probably tired of hearing about all that. Panoramic? But- yeah, you, you haven't heard of that? No. People on the internet call it panoramic or any any p word that's not, you know, the p word. I guess. Um, okay. So I don't think it's I don't think it's ending this year because. Looking at the cases now, I think where where I am in Ontario, it's like, I don't know, the other day there was like 18,000 cases in one day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, sure, hospitalizations are better with vaccines, but there is still like a decent uptick in hospitalizations. We're right now about the same size as the first wave that hit us back in 2020. So honestly, I don't see COVID going away for at least another year and a half
1: oh man i really hope you're wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) i hope so too i hope so too but i don't know maybe maybe covid has just painted me a pessimist yeah and seems like uh, it but i
1: don't know still holding on to that optimism glass half full type attitude
0: that's good yeah i I respect that
1: i also think that it might just be kind of like where we live because you living in ontario I think people are generally more cautious (laughs) and obviously there's also a bigger population too, so more cases out here in Alberta. Yeah, we have similar restrictions, I think. Everyone still has to wear a mask inside, but there's just generally less population and people are kind of more spread out, not as densely populated downtown as well. So things aren't really like closed down.
0: Well, things aren't closed down here either. Or they probably should be.
1: Yeah. But I don't think like capacity is really limited either. I think it's just mainly the mask thing. Um, oh, okay. I also haven't been on social media and stuff. So I don't really know what's going on outside of my social circle, I guess. But yeah, things are feels like it's just open. But obviously people are wearing masks. So it's a little different, but it's not peak pandemic that I experienced back in Ontario. So
0: that's true. That's true. Thank COVID's you, right? a
1: hoax. COVID's a hoax. <laughs> COVID's a hoax. <laughs> we're gonna get canceled for saying that now yeah (laughs) on the
0: first episode gonna have to cut that part out (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway covid's not a hoax get your vaccine get your boosters. Anyway, sorry to derail your discussion here, but what are some of your other predictions for the year?
1: My other predictions? Well, I recently become a Calgary Flames fan, so I predict (laughs) that Calgary is going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but going to make the playoffs, and the Leafs are going to still get knocked out in the first round. So I
0: just lost a lot of friends just now.
1: Jen, if you're listening to this and other Leafs
0: fans, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are pretty good predictions. Yeah, I, I think my predictions My predictions are basically just around COVID things. And mm. maybe that's just because that's all that's on my mind. But I don't know. Hopefully, I will have finished my undergrad mm-hmm. by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And start my master's and see where life takes me. You think you're going to have convocation? Oh, uh, well, I think there will be an, an online, online convocation. But I don't think there's going to be an in-person convocation. That was the plan. But with cases as they are. I don't think it's going to happen because that's in June and June is not that far from now. It's six months. Yeah,
1: it's fair. Back when our convocation got canceled because of COVID or postponed till who knows when, all my friends were down to meet up and go back to school for convocation. But since it's just been so far gone, I was kind of thinking that I probably wouldn't. But I had a call with my roommates and they were saying that they were still down to go. So, maybe. So, you're
0: going to fly back to Waterloo just to take pictures for convocation, sit through a four hour long ceremony, and then fly back home.
1: I doubt I'd fly back the same day. And obviously, I need to coordinate a lot more logistics than they do. So, I don't know yeah. if I'd go back, but man, it'd be kind of nice seeing everybody and seeing Waterloo and seeing what changed because there's been a lot of changes since I left as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have a rock climbing wall now. I heard, yeah. But apparently, you have to pay for it. Oh, because really? Our what? tuition isn't. Our, apparently, our tuition isn't enough.
1: Really? Yeah. All my tuition and my extra fees that went into building that building, I didn't even get to use it.
0: Yeah. It sucks. Oh, that's life. Yeah. It do be like that sometimes. Anyway, now moving on to the actual um,
1: meat and potatoes of this discussion.
0: Yes. Meat and potatoes of this podcast. For you listeners here, It may seem that we're the closest brothers ever from that brief discussion on COVID. You can just tell we're best friends. But you know, it wasn't always like that. And our relationship has evolved over this long course of these nearly 23 years that I've been on this earth. And so I think it's a good time to look back and see how it's kind of changed and where we're at now. Do you have any stories to start us off with, Andrew?
1: I absolutely do. But again, I'm just gonna preface this by just giving a little background of how it all started I guess. <laughs> so obviously for those of you who don't know uh, Nathaleh and I are about two years apart a little bit less. I'm the older brother mm-hmm. and we also have an older sister as well but for this purpose of the podcast we'll start it off by just talking about our relationship. I think it kind of first started out uh, obviously we we're both not in school when we first started out our young lives <laughs> so I think normal brotherly relationships yeah i guess most of our interactions were uh, largely supervised by other parents or grandparents or other relatives and whatnot so we seemed to get along just fine and that's normal um but then i guess once school <laughs> we started, were normal kids yes yeah once <laughs> once school started um i think which is also normal once I started school and you were still at home, that age gap, even though it's not even two years, made things very different and emphasized our differences. And at that point, maybe I just saw you as like a, just an annoying little brother. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: and to be fair, I might have been an annoying kid, but I mean, what kids aren't annoying at that age, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's, do you think that's when like our differences really started to show? Because like, we're pretty different. You're very much the athletic Jock, but you're also like you're not into, you're not pursuing sports as a career or anything like that. You're an accountant and not a TikTok accountant. For those of you who are wondering, you probably don't know what that is. I have no idea
1: what a TikTok <laughs> is. Don't look it up. Don't look it up.
0: <laughs> um, you, you're 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 a
1: CPA, and well, not actually a CPA yet. I, well, I will hopefully qualify in February, but you know, close enough. I just could get right. in trouble for seeing saying I'm CPA right now
0: all right all right, all right. <laughs> and you're very into sports you're not so much into reading or math or science and stuff like that and i am i'm the the lanky kid who doesn't exercise and just hey would you read exercise a book in now school. yeah because you would force into to in, in COVID, and i am very grateful for that
1: which we will get to later
0: Yes, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much the nerdy, I was very much the nerdy kid who didn't want anything to do with sports and maybe like that's one of the reasons we didn't always get along as, mm-hmm. as kids. Yeah,
1: you're right. I also think maybe part of that is just because I was the middle child and you were the baby of the family and it mm-hmm. was maybe I, I resented you for that, for stealing <laughs> my attention that our yeah. parents gave away from me and you so maybe it was also middle child syndrome yeah, that yeah. kind of led us to be a little bit more distant and not so friendly
0: yeah, yeah. all right start us off with the story andrew
1: well honestly from i think ever since we really started school to pretty much until i was later high school you had to endure this <laughs> not so great <laughs> brotherly love <laughs> and Honestly, that must have been pretty tough for you. So that's a, that was a long time. So good for you for being a good sport about it and still being... Oh, oh I don't still know, coming I, was around.
0: Always, <laughs> I was always a good sport. I, I definitely shed some tears. I wasn't always just like, all right, he's bullying me. This is fine. Yeah, well... But I mean, we've made up now.
1: Yeah, we made up now. I guess we want to start more chronologically in our times... Do we want to talk about how we mended our relationship, or do we want to talk Let's about how... Let's start
0: with the bullying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I-, I used to bully Nathaniel as a kid. I don't necessarily remember it all too well. I remember certain things, obviously, too but...
0: well. Sorry.
1: Yep, you're a big Taylor Swift boy, but... I obviously have heard numerous stories and I've seen I guess some videos of me not treating Nathaniel very nicely as a kid and I remember we used to get into some physical fights as well and I used to beat up on my little brother and he used to defend himself by trying to whirl his arms in a kind of helicopter.
0: Yeah, so Andrew was always the the buffer, more athletic one, and he however, could always beat
1: me up. However, we are still both pretty skinny back then. I'd say I don't think I really put on muscle. I was just bigger as you. Okay, but, than but you were older than me. I you ate, were
0: yeah, and I was scared mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And but you were still probably more into sports and stuff like that, which gave you more like coordination yeah. and whatever. But anyway, um, you would be able to beat me up like an actual somebody who kind (laughs) of knew what they were doing. And I just thought, you know what? The best defense is to just keep the punches coming. And just not stop. So I was like, the fastest way to do that is just swing my arms around like a helicopter. I don't know if you guys have ever seen. There's a Simpsons episode where Bart does the exact same thing to Lisa. And it actually works out. And maybe that's where I got the idea from. So if any kids out there are being bullied and listening to this, <laughs> it does not work.
1: I mean, it kind of tires you out really quickly. So
0: Yeah, maybe take a karate class or something.
1: Yeah, I also used to throw you around a little bit. But again, I, I think that's pretty normal brother brotherly things
0: (laughs) yeah like andrew would like pick me up see when he started working out andrew would be strong enough to lift me up literally like a baby and because i was a very skinny kid well there was a portion where i was (laughs) fat but we're gonna skip over that for now (laughs) um uh, so i was light and andrew was pretty strong so he'd pick me up and toss me around like literally throw me (laughs) But he tossed me around, and I would hate it. I mean, what could I do? This is all painting Andrew in a very violent light. But I mean, it's not like I didn't do anything either. When you broke your leg, when I needed to to run away from you, uh, I remember, or at least I remember you telling me this. I don't know. I don't really remember doing it. But I apparently, like, would hit your leg Uh to run away, and you wouldn't be able to catch me because you'd be on crutches. I don't really
1: remember that either, but... I guess if I told you, I guess it happened, I don't think I'd make that up. But yeah, damn, kicking me when I'm down.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I seem to recall me doing that in the basement, you know, in like the ping pong mm. room. Remember when there was like a bed down there or whatever, and we were like wrestling, and I didn't like it. And then I think I like hit you in the leg and then <laughs> ran away. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Good, good times. times, good times. Yeah, we used to chase each other all over the house. And I remember, I don't know, if you I feel like... You were chasing me for some reason? I don't know. Maybe I took something of yours. Maybe I did something. And then we ran through the kitchen and I closed the door behind me. And then you ran into it and broke the glass.
0: Yeah. So we had the kitchen door has like these glass panes and it wasn't, it's not very thick Mm -hmm. glass, but my hand hit one of the panes and it just shattered. And I was like, oh (laughs) shit. And I mean, I wasn't hurt or anything. Like it's, I was perfectly fine. Could have been bad, I guess. It could have. Yeah. I can't remember if I got in trouble. Probably. So when do you think our relationship started to... Mend? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I really think it's probably when you took up sports, and we're more... When did I Okay, we're more willing, <laughs> like ping pong, for example, like okay, frisbee, sure and foosball i think that was really the turning point and i guess the start of that was ping pong because at the cottage we used to play ping pong but it was more me forcing you to play with me and then you never really wanted to play
0: that's how it started with basically all the sports yeah thing, or basically any yeah, activity yeah. It, either you would force me or mom would force me and be like okay you're too inactive you've been sitting around all day go outside and play like a normal yeah. kid
1: honestly i think that's just when we started spending a lot more time together because i remember you were pretty upset with yourself that you weren't good at ping pong and then i mean i don't think i was great either i was just better so i was trying to teach you but you didn't really want to seem to learn and it was during the summer so i'm like okay we'll just practice every day and then we'll get better i'll be fine Don't worry and then somehow
0: and you you were going easy on me up
1: well first, actually right? no well i would i was playing normally and then kicking your ass and and then <laughs> i just felt bad and i'm just like okay well if i actually play my normal abilities this guy's never going to want to play so I started throwing a couple of games and like smashing it off the table and whatever and then somehow I don't know if it just boosted your confidence or I learned bad habits or a little bit of both but or you just liked doing better and you liked winning like who doesn't but I guess it made you like it a little bit more and then you just started beating me and I win a lot less than you do now uh, we even started keeping score and honestly over like I don't know what it was like a, say a 100 games I probably won like 15 of them
0: yeah i got pretty into it we paid for ping pong lessons for me yeah if you remember that i went to like ping pong clubs and i got pretty good i've lost it all since we haven't played ping pong seriously for a few years but you're
1: still better than me at ping pong now
0: yeah good times although i remember once i started winning and you you'd start to get like a little frustrated yeah and (laughs) yeah do you see where this is going so you'd hit the ball as hard as you could and straight at me and sometimes it would hit me like on the body or whatever and it was the summer sometimes i yeah. are playing shirtless or whatever and it would <laughs> hit me in the stomach and it would hit me so hard i'd have yeah. like a welt i was so scared every time you brought your arm back to like hit the ball and pretend even if you're just like pretending to hit the ball, yeah. it's
1: like duck immediately you know what i i played baseball at the time and part of baseball is to brush the the batter back if they're standing a little too close or they're getting a little aggressive with their swings so then you brush them back and then you throw the ball at them or you throw them very close and yeah that's probably where i learned that gotta brush mm. you back a little bit keep you on your toes <laughs> yeah
0: yeah keep me in my place but yeah and with like foosball and like frisbee and stuff like that i remember like now i enjoy frisbee but back then i was always i was very reluctant to go and play frisbee. Yeah. sometimes i still am Because I'm like, I just don't feel like it. But we'd go out and I'd be like, I do not want to do this. And I didn't know how to throw a frisbee well. And it would always like, i throw it too high or whatever. You were persistent because you had nobody else (laughs) to play with, I guess.
1: Yep. (laughs) I I feel like that was a key turning point in mending our relationship, honestly. So good on you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I guess you just need to have some Mm -hmm. common ground. And I was, I didn't do it willingly. I was kind of forced to partake in your interests but hey maybe if you got into some sort of like reading or like science that i was into at the time then maybe we also could have been maybe close
1: but you didn't drag me along to do those things so i dragged you along no i didn't so really the credit should go to me.
0: But I can't drag you (laughs) along to read a book, which reminds me of... So in 2021...
1: I think this is just turning into an Andrew roast here, (laughs) this podcast, (laughs) because I know where this is going to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I signed up for here. um, Andrew said that he was going to read 10 books. And how many did you read? I
1: read a solid two books, I believe. Maybe three or maybe like two and a half. Um, I also received a nonfiction book from my friend Derek for Secret Santa Christmas, and that was over... This was the Obama book. Yes, this was the Obama book, okay. and this was over over a year ago now, and I am on page 150 out of 700-something, 700 720-something.
0: Yeah, it is a long book, but yeah,
1: I haven't read it since probably about February.
0: Yeah, um, honestly, I haven't read that many books either. And the books, I've read more than you, but that's just because some of the books I was reading were, I started rereading the Percy Jackson books just because I was taking a Greek mythology course and I thought that it might help. And it actually did. Yeah, there you go. But those books are meant for 12 year olds. Mm. So it's not that hard. But yeah, yeah, I haven't read seriously in, I don't know, since I was in high school or something like that. Maybe even before high school, maybe like grade eight or something like that oh how the time flies hit us with another story well
1: first of all i guess maybe just agree but what do you think really started us to mend or led us to mend our relationship
0: well i agree but i think just like as we get older we start to become more mature and realize that like all right it's not as fun to bully anymore and we also like started to share a similar sense of humor
1: mm. <laughs> this guy's not so bad
0: when I was a kid, and I and I still do this, I would come up with, like, random words and just, like, start speaking gibberish for fun. And I'd start, like, saying nonsensical phrases, like, I eat cheesecake for breakfast, which isn't nonsensical, I guess, but I'd say it all the time. Still do. I still do. And I'd start talking about, I don't know why, but I was obsessed with cheesecake, and that just stuck. And now, or at least when you were living here, mm-hmm. you... We would kind of have this inside joke of anything cheese related so so i'd go out to you and be like are you a cheesecake and then
1: <laughs> uh this makes us sound so weird right now <laughs> it,
0: okay but what's what siblings aren't weird um yeah. or you'd you'd come out to me and be all angry and be like why are you such a cheese man <laughs>
1: fake angry to be fair yes fake angry
0: you're always very aggressive about your cheese jokes <laughs> um and i think it's it this yeah i think this shared sense of humor that i kind of imparted on you yeah. is part of what what made us grow closer
1: hmm. interesting
0: yeah i still think i'm the i'm the funniest child out of us three
1: so. <laughs> i don't know you have an acquired taste of humor i think <laughs> I think it, I don't know if everyone would find it funny, but it it is unique for sure. It is unique. I mean, you have your moments, but I feel like you just take a little longer to open up to people that aren't really close to our family, I guess.
0: Yeah, like I'm pretty shy. But I mean, you are too, just maybe a little bit better than me.
1: Yeah, I guess to an extent. Trying to be better, just trying to be more open and talk to people. I mean, being out in Calgary... Out here on my own, had to kind of come out of my shell a little bit. And if I want to make friends, I just need to start talking to people and just be comfortable with it. Definitely think I've peeled back the layers of the onions and just try to open up, just be comfortable with myself. But
0: yeah, I am yeah.
1: shy to an extent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had like bad like shyness and like social anxiety. I remember when COVID just hit, so this was not even that long ago, it was like two years ago almost. I was living at your place in Waterloo. Mm-hmm. and initially it was completely empty but then your roommates came back and i was like oh shit i don't want to talk to anybody i'm scared uh, and your roommates are nice people i've met them before or I'd, i met some of them before for sure hmm but I still just did not want to interact with them. And if your roommates are listening, I'm sorry, there's nothing wrong with you. I'm just shy. <laughs> so I stayed inside of my room, or inside of your room, the entire time, and I'd listen for when they were done cooking in the kitchen and would go back to their rooms to study for their exams, and that's when I would go out. And <laughs> that's when I would cook my food, or I'd microwave my food, because I, I didn't cook. So, yeah, it was bad. And i yeah. do that not just with your roommates, but all of my Past roommates, basically, except for when I was like rooming with you, mm-hmm. I just listen. I'd, to if they're outside, and if they're outside, I wouldn't go. I would I would keep snacks in my room because I know I would get hungry because I can't go out and make make myself dinner. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it's kind of sad.
1: It is honestly. There's social anxiety.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that I need to work on, and I don't think COVID has helped in that aspect Mm. before covid hit i was like you know what once this is over once lockdown is finished i am gonna go out and i'm gonna do all the things i i didn't do before COVID. i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna go to parties i'm gonna go introduce myself i'm gonna go to clubs i'm gonna meet people and have the time of my life you only live once and now or at least a few months ago when i thought covid was coming to an end i was like i don't want to do that (laughs)
1: I'm, I guess easier said than done.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm scared of like going back and interacting with people. It's so awkward. I just, I hate that awkward phase when you go and meet people for the first time. Like, why can't you just skip that and just be good friends? I admire extroverts so much because it's like the ones that you can carry a conversation really well. Mm-hmm. I admire them so much because I I don't know how to do it, but I love talking to them because they can carry the conversation and I can, like, I can build off of their energy. Mm -hmm. But if I'm talking to another introvert, game over. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a funny story about this. Go for it. So when I first met my girlfriend, so for a little context here, we met on Hinge, not sponsored. (laughs) Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Hopefully. Cross my fingers. We met on Hinge, and when I was first going to meet her, I I went to, she told me to meet her at this cafe, and I went to go give her some tools to assemble her dresser. That's an odd request. Well, she didn't request it, but she said that she needed tools to assemble her dresser, and me being the chivalrous man I am, I was like, this is how I, I get her to like me. Huh. I went and brought some tools, and I was like, here, um, here's the stuff you need. First of all, there was, like, a hammer, There's like, a screwdriver set, and, like, a bunch of Allen keys. And I just ha- plopped them on the table, like, not even in a bag or anything. <laughs> and she's like, what the heck is this? But it was so awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. That's I went so up to her, I'm like, I'm like hi, like, art. Are you are you role? and and she's like yeah Nathan and then so I sat down and I was just like oh like are you staying here or do you just need the tools and you're just gonna dip and she's like no I, I can stay for a little bit and I'm like okay cool because I can't stay for that long because I have to go back home for a workout <laughs> and she's like okay and I remember that day like there was like this huge storm like there's a tornado warning oh. and she just kept talking about the weather <laughs> and I wasn't any better because I was just like oh yeah it's crazy out there it's raining so the, the sky turned black I was like so uh. So how have you been? Um, How is school? I sounded like an old... You know, like when you go to a, a family reunion and you don't see these these family members and like, like you only see them like once a year or something. And the go-to questions are just like, Oh, how have you been? How's school? You've gotten so much taller. Except I didn't say that she's gotten taller. Cause that's creepy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so awkward. I'm shocked that we are together now because I left that encounter. I'm not really going to call it a date. Cause it was only half an hour, but I left that encounter thinking like, she's definitely gonna report ghost me. me or something. <laughs> and now she has my tools. <laughs> Uh, but somehow it all works out. So, so sometimes what I'm curious about is, is,
1: did you get your tools back?
0: I did get my tools back. Wow. Success. On our first date, on our first date, she, yes, great success. She gave me her tools or gave me my tools back. And this time I came prepared. I like had a list of conversation topics (laughs) um, because I didn't want to make it awkward.
1: Did you show her the list?
0: I did not.
1: So it was a mental
0: list. It was a mental list. Yes. Ah. Interesting. Yeah, and that 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 went a lot better. So the key, kids, is when you're going on dates, come prepared. I mean this is coming from an introvert. Maybe my advice is bad, but you know what? It's I mean take it with a grain of salt.
1: Whatever makes you most comfortable. Uh honestly I think just talking to people is kind of an art and something that you can get better at and
0: practice. For sure, for sure.
1: That is interesting. I never heard about that story. The tools yeah. thing is so mean, funny.
0: Keep... <laughs> I mean, I think he showed us this video last year of this guy who decided he was in a similar situation to me and he wasn't great with social interaction and stuff like that. And so he just decided like, I'm going to prove to myself it's not that scary and did a hundred days of rejection rejected. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I keep on thinking like, that's a good idea. I should do that. And then I'm just like, oh, but that's scary. I don't (laughs) want to do that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I guess that's the point. So,
0: So I haven't done it. But it was very interesting. I can't remember the guy's name, but you know what? I'm going to find this playlist of YouTube videos and I'm going to link it in the description of this podcast. And if you want, you can go check it out. It's um, very has, interesting. He also
1: has a TED Talk. Here, I got it. Right yeah. Right here. 100 Days of Rejection by...
0: 100 Days of Rejection.
1: Jia Jiang.
0: All right. So I am will link that in the description and check it out. It's what I'm sure is a very effective way of reducing your your social anxiety but you just gotta take that first leap which is not something i'm good at
1: i mean i think it was very interesting too and it was honestly kind of entertaining as well but i don't think i'll i'll personally do that rejection is scary i think um yeah. but i don't think i need to wait are you planning on documenting it or are you just kind of
0: no. shooting your shot just... and
1: kind of taking leaps i guess just taking risks yeah, just...
0: Just taking risks. Okay. I, guess. I don't need to document it. And for clarification here, when we say rejection, we're not talking about like going and asking out your crush. Um, well, which that could be. That could be part of it. That could be part of it. But like, you probably, if you're doing it for 100 days, you're probably not going to ask out your crush 100 times. Maybe um, you have
1: 100 different crushes.
0: Well, maybe. Um, but if you ask out your crush 100 times, that's how you get a restraining order. <laughs> so, <laughs> this guy, uh, Jia Jiang, I think he said. Yeah. He did things like he would ask strangers for a hundred dollars or he'd go to a donut shop and ask them to interlock the donuts like the olympic rings or he'd ask to use the pa system at a costco things like that and and it's interesting because some, some of these people actually were just like yeah sure come on in but most of the time he'd get rejected and he'd realize it's not that bad yeah and you know what great life advice good for him I personally cannot do it.
1: I think it just, honestly, getting rejected that many times just kind of builds your confidence because you don't care so much about the rejection. I guess that was yeah. the whole point of his TED Talk. Like, you become numb to it almost, and you're more willing to take these risks. And you're not so scared. And if you don't get rejected, then hey, you get what you asked for or some compromise. So it's really uh, yeah. a win-win.
0: Yeah. See, what's, what I find interesting about you, Andrew, is that you're like the athletic type. You're... You're a decent-looking guy. Thank <laughs> um, you, sir. You'd think, you know, like, based off of these movies and stuff like that, that you'd be, like, the popular jock, super confident and stuff like that. But you also had a little bit of struggles with your own, like, shyness and kind of social anxiety, right? Um.
1: Yeah, I guess. Are you referring to something specific?
0: No, I mean, not really. But, I mean, you were just kind of... You weren't, like the kind of person to just go up and like start inserting yourself into conversations and stuff like that. Or I remember when we were in or like just in like certain social events or whatever, you'd just like stick to people you'd know as well. Right. Yeah,
1: I guess so. And honestly, it's funny because I think back when I had a full head of hair, for those of (laughs) you who don't know, I'm now bald um, by choice, I guess, partially. partially when I had a full head of hair, perfectly quaffed. I think it honestly made me more self-conscious and a little bit more insecure about myself, even though I arguably looked better. But yeah, I think it just made me more self-conscious about how I looked and I would be very focused on my outward appearance to others and kind of care a lot about what other people thought of me. And then I started going bald a little bit um, started losing my hair probably about second year university or third mm-hmm. and i was obviously very self-conscious about that i was taking various products to help me retain my hair various supplements to try and keep it as long as i could also trying to quaff it in such a way that it would be it would kind of hide so
0: basically you do a comb-over. Ca- oh
1: i wasn't i wouldn't say i was at <laughs> that point yet but i was just kind of hiding the thinning spots and obviously that made me even more self-conscious and i guess a little bit more reserved a little bit more shy a little bit more nervous to talk to new people as well just because again I, i cared so much about what other people thought of me but once i made that leap just shaving my head a little over a year ago i just kind of just kind of accepted like who i am as a person and not really cared so much about my outward appearance i still I try not to look like a slob, obviously, but I think it just made me a lot more comfortable with who I am and comfortable in my own skin. So that has also, I think, helped me be more, I guess, approachable and be more comfortable approaching others. I guess more comfortable with rejection too, because you know what, I obviously know that the the bald head look isn't for everyone, but I I think I, I personally rock it. So I guess it just gave me a shot of confidence and a little bit more uniqueness, I guess. So...
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about embracing your flaws, because your oh, okay. insecurities are hang kind of- Okay, hang
1: on, oh, I'm not going to go so far as call my bald head a flaw here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay, sorry. Um, accepting your insecurities, let's say. Fair. Um, <laughs> sorry, because there are certain things that you're going to be insecure about, but there, there are certain things where you just have to, like, you're just going to have to sit down and accept it, and just move on, and just say, you know what? I care more about this than than probably other people do like sure maybe maybe you're balding maybe you have some birthmark or something or whatever or maybe I don't know you're just not happy about some certain aspect of yourself but you're probably okay I don't want to speak for everybody but like in many cases you may be thinking about it more than other people do and it's just once you embrace it and just say you know what i'm happy the way i am or like i can deal with this then you can go a lot further and you'll you'll find that interaction becomes a little bit easier and maybe you'll you'll be less shy and of course i am not the best person to be talking about this because i'm still very shy and i don't know what it is and maybe there is some kind of insecurity that i need to accept shave i need to take my own advice is just what i'm saying yeah I, I just gotta shave my head <laughs> yeah you want to tell us a story, Andrew? What's the most memorable moment, you think, from our childhood? Ooh, That's
1: a good question. Well, I don't know about most memorable, but it's memorable to me. I'm not sure if you remember it. I sometimes talk about it, but I think this is kind of like the first time I, like, protected you, I guess. It was at the YMCA, where we used to spend a lot of time there. We used to go swimming and whatnot, um, and I think this was just any, some random weekend uh, we were hanging out in the, the like aqua fit pool, which was like slightly warmer. Um, and it was a little shorter so we could stand comfortably in every, every part of the pool because we were still pretty young. And I think we were playing catch of some sort. I don't know if it's a frisbee or a little ball or something, but we were tossing it around, playing in the pool. I think it was just the two of us. And then there was some other kid who we didn't know who joined us and asked us to play, I asked if he could play with us. And we we're like, hey, you know what? Sure. And I think it was just, Our mom just on the side, um, kind of supervising. I don't know where this kid's parents were, but we let him play and then everything was going pretty normal to start. And then for some reason he started like picking on you and then he started trying to like pull your pants or like your swim trunks down. And I just thought, I think he thought it was a funny joke. I guess I wasn't really having it, but I don't know. I didn't really know what to do. I wasn't going to pick a fight with him, I guess. I guess I just took a civilized approach and... I just stopped throwing the ball to him and I I, I kind of just started just throwing it to you and just kind of excluded him from the game. It's not like a, a big action, but I guess it was the first memory that I have really of protecting your interests, I guess.
0: Oh, that's so wholesome.
1: Yeah. And then I remember... I'm going to be honest. Then. I remember mom was telling us on the way home that she was like proud of me for that because she saw that I was like protecting you, but also didn't like retaliate in an aggressive manner which honestly i did a lot as a kid so
0: yeah um i'm gonna be honest and say that don't i remember? don't remember this yep. but but you did uh i do remember you talking about this before but yeah i don't i don't remember this thing happening i can see it i can envision it but yeah i don't know maybe i blocked it out because that kid was traumatizing <laughs> me too much
1: yeah cognitive dissonance
0: <laughs> yeah that's so wholesome hmm I don't think there's a time where I defended you, but I mean I'm the younger brother, so
1: uh,
0: I don't <laughs> and really <you> defending. Were... <laughs> exactly, exactly. The most memorable moment in my childhood is see, I don't I don't really wanna say this, but like this is the only thing that's coming to my mind right now. And it's the stick incident. And uh... This is really coming like
1: out to be an Andrew Rose podcast for everyone who's listening.
0: <laughs> I don't want... I See, this is why I didn't want to say this after you say something so wholesome. Yeah. But we were just playing in the park. And I wanted, like, some stick that you had. And you threw it. And I don't think you were meaning to throw it at me. So it was, like, an accident. But it was, like, a sizable stick. And we were pretty young kids. But the stick hit me in the head. And, like, I started crying and stuff like that. And then... I found out I was bleeding and there's quite a bit of blood, but that's just because there's a head injury. Like there's a lot of blood in your head. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a deep cut, but I I guess it it was kind of scary. I just remember going home and everybody being all worried, including you and then you rushing to go get dad and dad coming out with a towel to come stop the bleeding. But it wasn't, it was scary, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. What were you aiming
1: for again? I think it was also scary for you because everyone else was freaking out. And there's obviously a lot of blood. But I was on my bike and Bianca, I think, was there too, our dog.
0: Bianca's Uh, our dog, yeah.
1: um, So I was riding around on my bike and I think both of you wanted a stick, Bianca and you wanted the stick. And I think I had two sticks, one larger than the other. I don't know, I can't really remember which one Bianca wanted, Probably just whichever one we're playing with and you, I think wanted the bigger one. So I was riding around uh, running kind of biking away from you and then I would kind of fake throw it, but you didn't buy it so much and one time I'm just like, hey, okay, why don't I actually throw it, but I'll throw it beyond you and like towards your direction but over your head. Not I wasn't gonna try to make it close, but like I was just gonna throw it past you, but yeah, it missed obviously and struck you right in the head so
0: yeah i think the real question here is why did i want that stick so badly am i a dog
1: it's because i was playing with it and then you wanted things that i had and honestly i saw that pattern a lot because every things that i would play with are things that i was lying on things that i was sleeping with whatever stuffed animals and whatever <laughs> let's be wholesome yeah. here <laughs> um <laughs> you would you would always try to get or you'd always try to take from me so i think it was just you looking up to me as your as your big brother
0: yeah i remember what i had yeah Um, i remember taking slush from you
1: slush is a little siberian husky um stuffed animal yeah
0: yeah so andrew worked really hard for this stuffed animal he saw it in the store and immediately fell in love he told my we told our mom, can we get him? Can we get him? And she's like, only if you memorize your times tables, right? So he's like, but once I memorize my timetables, then he's going to be gone. You need to get him now. You can buy him now and only give it to me once I've memorized my timetables. And so our mom's like, okay, fine. So she buys the, the dog and makes sure that he's memorized the timetables. Andrew practices a bunch. He, he studies hard. You can hear the Rocky theme song in the background. Um... <sighs> And he memorizes those timetables, and he recites them off by heart. And he he earns Slushy, um, and he's so happy. And he's I remember he's wheeling Slushy around on this wagon. And when he'd pull the wagon, Slushy would move because of like inertia and stuff like that. So I'd see that Slushy would move, and I'd think. And Andrew was insisting that Slushy's alive because he's moving when in reality, he's just rocking the wagon. And I'm just like, oh my god, Andrew has a magic stuffed animal. I want it. And so I was crying and I was like, I want Slushy, I want him, he's alive. And I was crying and... Our mom was just like, all right, just give it to him. And she's like, no, I worked hard for this. But he ended up like giving it to me for a little bit, I think. And then I realized that still, she's just like a boring stuffed animal. And he's like, nothing special about him. And so I'm just like, this is boring. <laughs> and I got bored very fast and gave it back to him. Yep. Brother. See, I was brother never, things. I was never really one for stu- stuffed animals. I didn't really play with them that often, but you, you did. Yeah. And you still have your stuffed animals, right?
1: I have my stuffed animals, but they're in a plastic bag in my closet. One day, maybe I'll give them my kids. Yeah, yeah,
0: see, see, the thing about stuffed animals is that you try and make them all comfy in your bed, but then they just get in the way. So I would try and sleep with my stuffed animals, and i just get tired of them, and then throw them away, or, like, throw them off the bed. I mean,
1: I wouldn't stack all of them in, like, in my room. No, but room. even I, just, like, one or have, two. Yeah, I would have, like, a couple one or two favorites and they typically were dogs and it would kind of cycle through i guess
0: was there a similar ultimatum for you getting bianca like you needed to do something like academically or something
1: i don't think so it was more of mom was saying that i wouldn't have time to take care of a dog at this age and i kind of just made the argument or yeah i didn't have time to take care of The dog because of like homework and whatever and what are their commitments but i kind of just made the argument that i would be less busy earlier in my life which i was what like eight years old versus when i was like 14 or something when they wanted me to get a dog and then i guess they're like huh that actually kind of makes sense but yeah so like just like the earlier stages in a puppy's life kind of need more attention right so yeah so yeah got my parents to fold there made a decent argument
0: there you go you showed them a whole powerpoint slide and you you were like these are all the reasons that i'm i need a dog
1: yeah another memory i have is i guess our trips and our long road trips down to florida which would take i guess 24 hours if we were driving straight but we typically made some stops because we are tired or we're hungry or need to use the washroom or wanted to sleep somewhere so it would take us about three days give or take and depending who is driving, yeah, I think those trips allowed us to bond a lot more as well. Obviously, you're cooped up in small spaces for a long period of time and not much to do. So really, the only thing to do is to either play the name game, which is yes, game is kind of boring very quickly, or just kind of talk and get to know each other. So I think
0: I kind of like the name game.
1: I mean, it's fun for a little while, and then you kind of run out of names and you keep going back to the same letters and then it just gets really hard and it's just like... Ah, it's not that much fun anymore.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what the name game is, the name game is basically it's a road trip game where somebody says a name and the next person has to say another name starting with the last letter of the previous name. So um, if I were to say Nathaniel, then Andrew might say Lionel, and then I might say Lily or something like that. And it just keeps going. Yeah, That those are good times. I mean, I feel like I didn't like it at first because we didn't have a hang of going down to Florida so it would take a lot longer than it needed to so it would take like two and a half days or something and that's a lot of time to spend in a car Mm -hmm. and we weren't stopping in like hotels or motels or anything either so it got very difficult because we had to sleep in the car um we were only eating basically mcdonald's or like other fast food we couldn't brush our teeth We couldn't brush our
1: teeth, we couldn't shower. That's where you found your love for Subway, though.
0: Yeah. Subway is my favorite fast food restaurant. Again, not sponsored, but they (laughs) are pretty good. Florida was a good time. We'd go down, like, generally, like, twice a year when, when it first started. And so we'd spend, like, Christmas time there. We'd spend also, like, maybe, like, July or August down there. Just a good time to, like, go, like, body surfing or... I mean... There isn't a lot we would do there because we weren't in like Orlando or anything. We weren't going to like Disney World. We were in a small little island called Fort Pierce. And so all we would do is go to the beach or stay at home and watch T V. So it wasn't that different from vacation at home, except that we would go to the beach. Yeah, we'd go to
1: the <laughs> beach, but and it was just like nice summery weather, I guess. And it was just yeah. like a it was like a family thing family time and it was typically when we were not so busy so we just get to spend more time together and not necessarily have to worry about work or school so
0: yeah and i guess like you are we're forced to be there there's no wi-fi so you can't talk to your friends we had no cell service because we're in the u.s and so yeah i guess our only entertainment is each other's company and like the movies we brought along so mm-hmm. so it kind of forced us to get along a little bit better actually i was i was going through our pictures the other day and i i saw these these pictures where we were trying to do a photo shoot On the beach. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but we were doing like these like Baywatch style photo shoots and just like taking pictures of the the boogie boards and like of the beach and like of you flipping your hair, looking all model like. And then there's me and like, I'm trying to do the same thing, but I just look so bad. Oh my gosh. I'm so lanky. Back then I was the skinniest kid you would ever see. I was, it looked, it, it didn't look good. Let's just leave it at that. Good times. Good, good. Nice to uh, reflect on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Another memory is that just I guess during this COVID times, and you were also saying that you wanted to kind of get out of your comfort zone, and I suspect that you're probably pretty bored at home, just chilling, uh, not doing much. But I, I guess I introduced you to Ellie and Jen, who are my friends and i would go skating and hiking with them i brought you along to tag along and you were initially very reluctant but got along well with them and i think you got pretty comfortable with them comfortable hanging out with them spending time with them chatting with them so i think that was good for you yeah in these COVID times sorry so during this podcast you made taylor swift reference and an olivia rodriga reference
0: hey they're good Yep, yeah.
1: they topped you should... your Spotify, so.
0: Yes, they did. But yeah, that was fun. Like, it's gotten me more into hiking and, like, more active stuff, I guess. I haven't gone skating this year, but I really should. Yeah. I did one hike. But, you know, it's not the same without you here.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> here, maybe I'll go skating today because it's actually kind of nice. It's, like, mm. what, two degrees here? Maybe I'll go skating and then you could go skating, too, and it'll be like we're skating together. There you go. There you go. You got to adapt.
0: I, I want to do some more like winter hikes and stuff while there's still snow because those winter hikes were were gorgeous. The frozen over lakes, like pristine snow. Hardly anybody is hiking because it's so cold when you're going out in, like minus 20 degree weather. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There you go. You should hit up Jen because I think she's still been going on some winter hikes. So.
0: Mm. And you've also introduced me to working out because uh, like even before COVID, I was still like quite lanky. And like I'd work out like maybe like once in a blue moon, but you've you've got me working out more consistently now, and yeah, so that's good. So we've we're getting a little bit closer with a joint interest in working out. We do like workout calls twice a week with Jen as well. Yep,
1: I remember when I would I well, I guess I first started getting into working out, and I would try to get you and the rest of the family to work out with me, and man, that was like pulling teeth. Yeah, um, and and it was for quite some time and never really got you guys into it and then i don't know what changed well what got you so into
0: it what got you so into working out you started when you were in like grade eight
1: yeah i remember i was on a cruise ship in china China. yeah yeah with all of you and then i picked up some like eight pound dumbbells before lunch and i just hit the gym it was the first time i ever lifted a weight before and then i just went way too hard i don't know how many reps i did but i just I just did as many reps as I could until I couldn't anymore. And I think I just did one set with eight pounds and my arms were just destroyed afterwards. Like my biceps, I don't think I've ever felt so much pain. Really? Um, and they were so tight and I just did a number on them. But for some reason, that kind of just got me into it. Um, and then I just started kind of working out um, after that. Just light stuff, like 10 pounds and kind of got my own dumbbells and was doing my own little ab routine and stuff like that small things at home body weight stuff but i just kind of got into that and then i also went to winfields which was pretty inclined to sports and like physical activity so there's a number of like other of my other friends who really like sports and living that active lifestyle and then i kind of just got on board with it and i think i've always been an active kid and i kind of always like enjoyed partaking in these physical activities so fit right in nice yeah it took you you a long time to get there, it did. to it get did. to that point. Well, it's just
0: because, like, I don't know, I was never that into it. And then once COVID hit, I'm like, all right, well, there's nothing else to do, I guess. And, I mean, this is a good time to start working out. You're locked up for who knows how long. It would be nice to leave quarantine having a little bit more muscle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For any of you guys who need the inspiration to hit the gym right now, this is it. This is your sign. Go. Just go do... 20 push-ups right now.
1: Even though I took all the weights to Calgary, you got some new weights at home. Yeah, use, I mean, so. I've
0: only used them once so far, but yes. Well,
1: you didn't have to say that. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's <true>. on you. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's good. Gotta, I just gotta find the motivation to work out more consistently these days. Mm-hmm. I still don't think I'm going to get into very many sports. At least, like, I'm not a huge fan of team sports, like maybe kind of more solo kind of sports like tennis or badminton like maybe i do those but yeah i'm not gonna get into basketball or like baseball or soccer I mean, even though you hate soccer
1: yeah honestly team sports are kind of hard to get into now now that you're older because the only leagues i guess are like adult leagues or like rec leagues so it's either like not really too much focus on the sport and just kind of the social aspect, which is also okay. Or it's like a very competitive league and I just don't think you'd be at the level when you're starting out. Definitely not. But yeah, the solo sports are definitely something you could take up.
0: Yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted to do tennis lessons like a while ago and I think we were going to do them, but then we didn't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you were going to join too, but then we didn't do it for whatever reason. It just didn't happen. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. It's never too late. Um, Never too late. Another thing I wanted to talk about, Andrew, is our rooming experiences in university. So, like, we we obviously, we roomed together in Waterloo because we both went to school there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to say that out of all the roommates I've had, you're probably my favorite roommate.
1: Well, thank you, thank you very much. I don't think it's finally it's... not no longer an Andrew Rose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first compliment I've received this whole podcast. Everywhere. Yeah, but even like because in university we'd have like some like not the best roommates and. We'd kind of just, mm. like, sit and talk trash about the other roommates. <laughs> but we'd also, like, kind of bond about other things. You'd be able to tell me things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell other people. And, yeah, just kind of share in these, like, kind of bonding moments. And I think that that helps us yeah get a lot closer as well although sure. when you when you we were both in waterloo and you were rooming with your friends or whatever it's funny because like i would never see you <laughs> even though we we're like lived within walking distance from each other i still like never saw you and i'd only see you when you came home or when we both came home
1: wait sorry when we lived where
0: you were on lester and i was on bricker working at blackberry
1: yeah. oh oh yeah, yeah.
0: like i True. think i only saw you in waterloo like a couple times um and i think i like i maybe ran into like a couple times but Uh, but i I never actually we never like hung out or anything like that so we're close but we're also don't go out of our way to hang out with each other
1: (laughs) that sounds so sad
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean hey we're here now we're doing a podcast and that's that's not there you go yeah that is not nothing yeah do you want to talk about some of our roommate experiences
1: oh i don't think that would be a good (laughs) here let's let's leave that'll be
0: another a future podcast maybe um
1: i don't know if they'll ever make the podcasts i I don't know if people well actually it's a good story but i don't know if i want to put that out there in the podcast
0: sorry folks
1: all right folks thanks for tuning in to another brother podcast and see you next time for our next episode